When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Talk about the VOD and the silver screen. Kevin and Tom and Joe know all there is to know. From masterpieces to deep fried tacos. And if the movie sucks, you might hear them say, There's no telling where the guys will take you. Get ready for a spoiler. Won't say it twice, cause we're already. Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude. This is Real Spoilers, episode 712, Halloween 4.2. <laughs> That's fair. Okay. Well, like 3 point. It's Halloween well, no. 40.3, right? Yeah, it's 40.3, no, it's, yeah. It's the third in this trilogy, which makes it the fourth chronologically if you ignore the other 17 <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it is the i think it is the longest running franchise i think james bond not a, a horror franchise oh, okay yeah that's I mean, yeah they made yeah. it to 13 before friday the 13th they made it yes that's right they did yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so let's go around the table and introduce ourselves before we forget this is joe this is kevin and this is tom and joining us via the magic of zoom tube is justin from a whole host of things <laughs> that yes. he might or might not be with. <laughs> my, my hands are in lots of different things. Hey, hey now. This oh, is Justin from the Epic Film Guys, who you last heard on our review of The Batman. I just thought he was a gynecologist. I mean, good for you, bud. His hands are in all sorts yeah. of things. Uh, you can ask my wife. Hey, hobbyist. Hey, that's HIPAA compliance. We can't go into that, okay? So, yeah, uh, thanks for having me on for this. This is a... Uh, this is a blast. Absolutely. Well, we'll fix that. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, I'm sick, but I tested. It's not COVID. But, I uh, mean, I had it in J- July. Yeah. You're oh, due. I guess. So yeah, you're I, due. I'm, about, I'm about due for another round of it. <laughs> yeah, it almost <laughs> messed up a vacation for you guys. Close. Very close. But to like the day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> messed up your vacation, didn't it? Yeah. My wife tested yeah. positive the day before we left for Hawaii. Yeah. I tested yeah. negative the day before I left. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, goodness. Oh, shameless plugs. Don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, wherever you find a podcast, you can find us. While we're there, while you're there, oh, well, I guess we're there too. Be sure and uh, follow us. You never miss an episode. 
maybe leave us a review. That's always nice. You can also find us on YouTube now. YouTube.com slash type real spoilers into the search bar because we right. don't have a fancy <laughs> We'll find yet. it one of these days. It'll we, get haven't, there. we haven't gotten the invite yet. <laughs> yeah. We're like, hey, everyone, we got to hit 100 subscribers quick because that's the rules. They're right here in the terms. And then it wouldn't work for like three days. And then after me refreshing the page for three days straight, it said, oh, by the way, our, our personalization system <laughs> is down. Yeah. <laughs> Great. And now it's like they sent me an email. Oh, really? For the, U- for the YouTube channel for the clip out uh-huh. that's like, oh, here's how we do it now, but we already have one. So <laughs> of course, the clip out, I gotta tell you, the clip just, out gets there. Yeah, they hand yeah, delivered right, theirs. Yeah. So I sent, <laughs> so I forwarded to Kevin, and they're like, oh no, it but still doesn't work for us. Yeah, right. No, it's seeming. Like, okay. yeah. We'll get ours by the time they change it again. I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you can find us on Vine. Yeah, <laughs> oddly enough. Yeah, we also have a Patreon, patreoncom slash spoilers We're for five bucks a month to get all sorts of bonus content. We like you a little bit extra. By a little bit, we mean a lot. And you can also share an episode. That's super helpful. People who were kind enough to share an episode this week include Julianne Jordan, Librarian Cynthia, Heather Sachs, Chris Valls, Josh Rosen, Christopher Rex, Tammy Lynn Powers, Betts, Gabriel Lugo, Ralph Tribble, Travis T. Witt, Chris Magicman, David Rojas, Matt Neglia, Dissect That Horror. Yeah. It's weird that like the horror one shared it the week before. <laughs> I think maybe they're marketing geniuses, right? They yeah. could be. They're like, I'm going to share That's it right. the week before the Halloween episode. Right. Or they completely misinterpreted Amsterdam. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, it was pretty horrible. Yeah. Uh, collateral <laughs> Cinema, Ronnie Castle, Vertigay 314, The Manic Pixie Weirdo Podcast, Chris Williams. I don't even know how to say this. S. John John 4. Oh. So okay. if there's if I'm saying that wrong, S. John John, let me know. Uh, sure, it's not session. John. Sure, not John Jones. No, it's S J O N G E J O N G E. Then you're correct. Four. That's fair. In session films, binge movies, geek to me radio, invasion of the remake, Ryan Terry, feel and film, D W Lundberg, and Minorities Report. So thank you very much for sharing an episode. We greatly appreciate it. So there's all of that. Let's dig in, shall we? Oh, man. Joe's been waiting. I, like, I, Justin's I, chomping at the bit. I These said, horror guys. I said that I have, like, I was worried, right? Because the last mm. one, I was like, no, that first 10 minutes is great. And then I had to defend it for the yeah. rest of the podcast. <laughs> I think this is fantastic. Oh. I, I, I think this is David Gordon Green told his story. It's a, you know, it's over. I got to tell you that. I don't know how you come back from the end of this movie yeah. with, well. these, with these characters. I'm sure they can find a way. I always do. I don't think you can. I mean, well, we'll, we'll get into it. But have you ever seen a horror movie I've before, seen a Joe? few of them. I've never <laughs> seen one of the villains get... Well, we'll get into what happens to... Resurrect him by lightning. Just stake him through the chest. <laughs> but the bones. He, put him together. But he was in one piece. <laughs> I mean, literally, there's anything they can do. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I think has I, an essence of magic to it anyway. So. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, I, think, I think this story is done. Now, obviously, Blumhouse has can do whatever they want. They, I, I don't know what they're going to come back with something else. Sure. But this version of this story is over. We'll see. So this is okay. So this is interesting. So you were a kills guy. So okay, I like kills because it's a Halloween movie, right? Like this, this the <laughs> Halloween franchise is my favorite franchise. It's, right. it's the best. I liked kills because I got to see a, a new Halloween movie. Yeah. And I think the I do I, I stand by it. The first fifteen minutes of that movie are fantastic. Are they better than that one movie on the ship? Ghost ship? 
Does that the oh, one that you love the first 10 minutes of? First 10 minutes of Ghost Ship is great. Justin? Oh, it's, it's known that it's one of the best 10 minutes Thank of any movie. Thank you very much. Okay. Yeah, for Just sure. saying. Yeah. It's, okay. it's amazing. The rest I'm of the like, movie, that's arguable. <laughs> okay. Because I'm like, <laughs> if, I, if there's someone to check Joe on this, it's the Justin. First, I'm like, he's going to know. First 10 minutes of Ghost Ship is perfection. Okay. But I, but I, again, like getting that, getting that recap in kills of changing how that story begins, I think is great. The rest of the movie is what it is. And I think this... There's no character development in kills. It's just right. we're just going to throw him into the Haddonfield and just slaughter as many people as possible. Oh, you get character development in this. <laughs> Not sure why. <laughs> I... I so so Justin, you you were on the sane side of things with kills. You did not like kills. <laughs> Yeah, it was probably like, I mean, believe me, when it comes to the Halloween franchise in general, I've, I've been disappointed on numerous occasions. I've walked out of the theater a few times after watching one and felt like I was sick to my stomach and that I probably needed therapy for three weeks. So it wasn't that big of an impact, but it, it kind of was in a way because I loved 2018. I loved the back to the basics approach. Yeah. I loved Laurie Strode's story in that. I felt like that was a perfect beginning and ending to a new Laurie Strode story. But of course... It became one of the largest horror movies of all time. We all knew there was going to be more of them. There's always going to be more of them. And to answer your question, uh, they're going to be making another one of these, not with the same cast or this story, but in the next three years, I've been told, and I already know what it's about. So I don't know if that's going to change, but I gave it a few chances, and I'm a massive slasher fan. I love movies that are unrelenting, just brutal gore, death. Like, that's my... But for some reason, Kills just did not work for me as a Halloween movie. I thought there were too many bad decisions. And here, I'm just going to say this outright right now. I think it's the worst Halloween oh movie in the entire God. franchise. That's one hundred percent. That's crazy. You're telling, it immediately. You're, oh. it, it immediately had me thinking about all of the old Halloween movies like Resurrection or Rob Zombie's movies and reevaluating them in my head. Like I would rather go home and have a six pack and watch Halloween Resurrection than watch Halloween Ends ever again. Oh my god. Love it. See, this is oh. this is a divisive movie. <laughs> and it's funny because you have people that love the Halloween franchise. Yeah. Justin and Joe love the franchise. So it's not like, oh, non franchise people think this and franchise it's like this movie is so polarizing. <laughs> I know, I know. I've I tried to stay off Twitter or wherever just to see what people were saying because I it's a cesspool, right? Oh, like sure. it's just the like, loud the loudest are gonna be the ones that you don't want to hear from. There's gonna be people that are irrational and yes. unreasonable, just making crazy comments. You know, you gotta weed through all that to get to people like Justin and you, people right. that are forming opinions based on the franchise that they know and giving it a chance. You know, you've got certain people that are always just gonna throw stuff under yeah. the bus. I love the twenty eighteen movie. I it's think great. that is phenomenal. I think Kills is one of the worst movies, hands down that just not even just horror or Halloween movies, but kills is so bad. So it's for me ends brought it up. I, this movie's weird and they go it's a different very direction. Weird. It's different, but I appreciated some of what they were trying to do. And I thought there's no way it's worse than kills for me. No, I agree. I, um, this is, I agree. With you. So I brought it up, but I don't think they stick the landing. Exactly. I, there's some ideas in this movie that I really yes. appreciated the ideas of how trauma can affect people and how you've got Michael Myers that terrorized this town for all these years and killed so many people. But then even when he's not around, what effect does he have? Do you really even need Michael Myers or is it just the idea of the boogeyman? And can there be another boogeyman that, that kind of lives like the spirit of Michael Myers lives through. And, and there's just some interesting ideas, I think, but they should have explored them. And they should have explored the, I think They should they, have in, in a different movie maybe. Yeah, that's that where it would have worked. That's, that's where I feel on this. It's a cool I, a lot of cool ideas. Yeah. 
I think if, it would have been if you removed the Michael Myers aspect out of it and have it a completely different original thing. I mean, yeah, ever heard of the movie Christine? Yeah, that's this. But um, it really that's, is. But that's I mean, what, I, but that's what I we say about Halloween three too. I think it would have worked well, not better if they had finished their story and this is what they did picking up after the ending of this movie. Yeah, well, like you don't exactly, need Michael Myers exactly. anymore. You right. get a new because, Michael Myers. Because yeah. the problem is, it's like that you spend a th- two thirds of this movie thinking they're they're passing the torch to right. a, to a new villain, right? And then when they don't, you're like, well, then why did you spend two thirds of your movie talking about this guy? It's plot device. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, there was no. I mean, but it, I wasn't even a plot device. Like, what did it accomplish? It accomplished nothing. And then the the last movie sidelined the the women the female characters right and this movie sidelines the villain well and, and, and the i think the worst part is that it is supposed to be the final movie right so if you told this story in between if you halloween three it and there was another actual ending coming okay maybe but when you spend two-thirds of the movie exploring what i think are these very interesting ideas but then you're just like nope and then you're like oh yeah but it is ending right at the end here yeah it just feels like well why did you not give these characters the proper send-off laurie and michael have the showdown like like rushed at the end it's yeah. five minutes it's yeah. literally like five minutes right. and this is this was promised to us no and i'm not that guy that's like you promised us david gordon green but in reality it, it, that's what they said an epic conclusion or whatever that right. tagline and we did not receive that but i you know to comment on what you were saying a minute ago kevin had this movie been in the middle yeah. we got kills third or something or if they rearranged them a little bit i feel like this could have gelled a little bit better because it's culture shock for not just f- big fans but also like the ga they're like wait what the fuck <laughs> you just gave me like one of the most iconic epic slashers i mean even though if you didn't like it with with kills but then you kind of like slow down and give us this character study of this character that i never really connected to in any way i never related to in any way i know what they were trying to go for but it's it was. I, I feel like for this movie, it just didn't work in the connection to the storyline and the timeline that they set up. I think the problem is is we got kills. I if, think if we I if we kills, ta- if we take kills out of the equation and ends is your second movie, or I think it plays completely differently. Kills should be at the end, right. but the end of this movie is tagged onto kills, and it's and it ends. Right. Like I think the problem is they split this movie. I think yeah. they should have had it be the last movie should have been the last one, and they tried to get another movie out of it. And so if they would have actually put a finite ending onto kills, and then taken out some of the, the uh, just the moronic it, it is, evil dies tonight business. Yeah. That well, not even that. Hour. Like I. I well, no, I, I mean I, just the I, well, ongoing I mean, like I re- stupidity. I rewatched of the... Kills before I saw this, and there is just like a weird. And David Gordon Green, we know, came from a comedy background, right? Like sure. we know with with Danny McBride, mm-hmm. like we know that. So there are some weird comedic beats in Kills that, for whatever reason, they work perfectly in Halloween 2018. Right? You've got the babysitter. You've got the kid. That the the friend is babysitting who is very funny and witty. Twenty eighteen is incredible. The whole yeah. thing is yeah. just. I mean, they. But but he's able to weave that humor in there <laughs> sure. with still being scary. Where in kills, it felt like we had some weird stuff going on in that movie. And then in this, it one, didn't it, flow. I it just didn't, didn't flow. Think it flew I, I don't. Either. I don't disagree. At I don't all. think just, it's one. I, it, it's not one movie. It's half a movie basically. Like they really. The, there should have been. They stretched it for yeah, sure. 
2018 and then oh, the combination the, of then these the two. end right this this movie and that movie are one movie that are split apart and that's why the last one's so bad because like nothing happens like yeah there's some kills in it yeah but a whole bunch of the movie is them walking around doing the evil dies tonight and it gets so, so old because i love just, how kevin's just like yeah there's some kills in it like hence the name <laughs> yeah right <laughs> see it's yeah, true though i mean, I mean they, they knew they knew they didn't have a full movie there they really yeah. didn't but they said listen we can stretch this thing and give you know hardcore slasher fans what they want and like pure utmost brutality which is enjoyable it's all well done it's like really cool to watch but none of it really makes sense from the point that they want to go from in 2018 to the point they want to go to and ends here and and it it, 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 in essence it really just hurts the whole entire thing it does because it's like now you've taken i mean you go you fall so far in kills and then this one i think again picks it up a little bit but it being like the the final film the one where michael myers is supposedly dead at the end and it's their send-off for laurie it it just leaves you with this bad taste in your mouth where now the whole thing is kind of like i don't think to me it didn't it didn't leave a bad taste in my mouth because you give i wasn't sure how this was going to end honestly like i initially i think I thought we were going to kill them both. Yeah. Right. That's where I thought we were going to go. That makes total sense given where we see Lori in 2018 and how, you know, what has happened to her. It would make sense that in kills or that in, in this one, that's it. Like we're going to kill them both. We're going to end Lori's story officially. She technically, Lori Strode technically dies off screen in Halloween four. She dies on screen in Halloween resurrection, but this was going to be it. This was going to be the end of this story. So, Giving her kind of the hero send-off, I think, is good. I like that we get a definitive ending to the story. She is stand, you know, she is the ultimate final girl. And I know that that term is probably not is not looked at the way that it used to be, but she's the first, and she finally, after forty years of fighting this guy, she wins. Right? She's resilient. She's smart. She's sort of setting traps and tricking somebody into thinking that something may have happened and we'll get into that as we go forward but giving her that final ending where she doesn't die and she can go on with her life and she gets somewhat of a happy ending i think is kind of brilliant because you never see what happens to these women at the end of these movies you see them survive which is what made the first one in this reboot yeah run so good right and because it was really smart and i i i can only assume that was an accident I don't know. Like that's I, well, it was reshot. The, the whole the ending of 2018 was reshot twice. So the the original ending for 2018 tested insanely terribly. So they went back and redid the whole thing. I, I if, if you ever seen the or heard of the original ending, it's no. like Michael and Laurie have a knife fight with one another, and then they injure each other, and then it basically ends. It's like ridiculously bad. Mm-hmm. So, okay, it's, it's, it's a powerful yeah. ending in 2018, and, and I dare I just wanted to come on what you're saying in terms of that i mean let's face it the, the best part about this movie is the ending it is powerful i just wish that it was tacked on to another movie exactly. that's totally fair it should be it, this ending should be tacked on to kills somehow i think the procession or even in kills is, if they it, just if they just killed them off i mean they accomplished the same thing Lori can get away and have a happy ending in kills if they just kill michael off sort of she sets the trap and, and kills him like she gets yeah. it why but they're like oh let's get another because the movie. curse is still going to be there right but you can't have a movie without that mask on the poster you can't have yeah. the shirts without the mask on them you need that mascot in terms of what the fans expectations are and then <laughs> I was say, they, they tried that once 
Oh, right. With three? With three. And, 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 and I mean, we all know how that ended up, but now it's a, a cult classic. Right. And yeah. now it's one of my favorite movie. movies of all time. Yeah. You know? so, so just it's... give this one 20 years, right? Well, well, that's okay, what everyone's so... saying, Kevin. But... <laughs> so, yeah, right, right. The, the original, the, the new Halloween 3. Of... But, but it's so interesting that they do pass the mask for a little bit in this yeah. movie like they so i don't know if they're gonna call that a bait and switch or they pull out the rug and surprise so you but like he's the, dressed up like you're like oh they're passing the mantle here's the yeah. thing about these movies right yeah. uh if you are a member of the patreon you know that i did an interview with dustin mcneil who wrote uh, along with his co-writer uh wrote two books take call taking shape and taking shape Two. taking shape is like a I mean, it's a you could kill somebody with the size of this book. Um, and it's just a breakdown talking to directors and producers and actors of every Halloween movie up until 2018. There's a second book that was just supposed to be like a, a tack on like a little extra that turned out to be another book that you would murder somebody with of all of the unmade sequels of Halloween. As I'm watching this ends, I was like, man, this sounds vaguely familiar. Right. So the original idea for Halloween five with Daniel Harris was that she was going to be the killer. There was going to be a psychic link between Jamie Lloyd and Michael Myers. And Jamie was going to be the killer. Mustafa Akkad, who was the producer at that point was like, this is a terrible idea. We, no, we can, you need the boogeyman yeah, in the movie. With we, the knife. Can't, we can't have this seven year old girl murdering adults. <laughs> so they changed it to what it was. That's one of the least popular ones. I mean, H2O a, even, I mean, Charlie was supposed to be a copycat killer in that one. There, he was supposed so, to be wearing the mask and the ni- having the knife. So they've, they've already played with a lot of the ideas that are injected into this movie. Yes. It's very interesting. The original H2O, which was written by, it was Two Faces of Evil by Robert Zapaya, I think is his name, is was going to have two killers. And you're going to have Michael, and then you're going to have like a copycat. Yeah. Who? So it's just interesting to see like all of these bits and pieces that still show up. You know, and that I think that was written in like 97, 96, 97. So it's like just these weird little pieces that keep popping up. Uh, also, the credits of this movie were the Halloween three credits. Yeah, the first Halloween three. Yeah, yeah the, the blue the font, the font for Halloween three. I was it's like, the oh. only other one that I got to tell you, I, I did <laughs> see those credits and I was like, oh, no. Season Witch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm surprised there weren't more references like you got him it the, being the third movie. You'd think that they got him in kills. But well, it's dude, also the, the biggest crime, movie. and I just tweeted this this morning, literally before we started. The biggest crime of this entire trilogy is that we didn't get a Tom Atkins cameo. I know. Yeah, seriously, a, that's, he's the first guy. I would All use. right. So plot wise, because I want to get into some of the stuff with this new character yeah. who becomes two thirds of the movie. Right. So we are we go to 2019. So we're a year out from the original, the, not the original, <laughs> but the 2018 Halloween. Uh, H four O. H four O. Yeah, we're introduced to Corey, who's this kind of a babysitter, but kind of just like I'm doing. He works for this family, cuts their lawn, so he has like this relationship with his family, and they ask him to babysit last minute Halloween night. These uh, are horrible parents. <laughs> it's. I mean, okay. First off, the logic here. Sure. Right? Yes. This kid's supposed to be what eight, nine years old, give or take. So it's Halloween night. Yes. And you're not taking your child trick or treating. No. You're going to a party. You're going to a party and pawning them off on a babysitter. So you know that's what the original one is, though, too, right? I mean, in 1978, Laurie Strode is babysitting Tommy Wallace because his parents are out. Well, they're all babysitting while the parents. I guess are that's out. true. Yeah, they're all babysitting yeah. except all for except for PJ Souls. But don't just, we oh. see them trick or treating earlier? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you see kids yeah, trick or treating earlier. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, right. Thank you. <laughs> I'm like, but. In in this movie's defense, like that's how seventy eight starts, yeah, or ends. I guess is Lori's babysitting Tommy while the parents are out. So nah, 
<laughs> so, so okay, so yeah, so they it, it's a it's a game that goes horribly wrong. <laughs> it's also there's this is one of the, I I'm not gonna look. I did love this movie, but there are some things that were weird. the The character switch with this kid happens real fast. So he we see him initially, and he's playing like with a paper airplane, and he's like, "Come play with me, let's hang out," and he's totally cool. And then. We flash forward a little bit, and uh, these two characters are watching John Carpenter's The Thing, of course. Like, that's what we're going to do. And then it <laughs> that kid up for the rest of his life. <laughs> yeah. And they switched, know, like, I'm going <laughs> to... Instant insanity. But, so that kid is watching that movie, but then there is a part, you know, it's, it's one of the greatest special effects ever on film is of the head coming off the body. And even Corey, the babysitter, is like, all right, I yeah. think we need to be done. And the kid, like, just flips on him. He's like, you're a garbage babysitter. And it's just like... I. Why well, the kid's he, a jerk the whole the but he's a not jerk. though he, I, but he, he be, I don't think that he is until this moment I think I mean the kid's mad that he has to go to bed at 830 and he's not out trick-or-treating and he's a jerk kind of the whole time but when when the babysitter says turn this movie off that we're enjoying right and Corey's creeped out I mean here's the thing it's a year past the H40 the 2018 movie this terrible stuff has just happened again after the, all the Michael Myers stuff that Haddonfield has uh, been privy right. to over the years. And so everyone's on edge. It's, you know, it's the next Halloween. He's freaked out. Corey's freaked out. And, you know, the horror movie's setting him off. And so I think it's really, I mean, Corey seems cool until the kid starts really acting like a jerk. Yeah, yeah. And and from then on, then, I mean, the kid disappears on him. He's playing tricks. He opens the door. This is actually a pretty well done, like, horror. I like this opening scene. Yeah. I like that like, you can see, I like, shadows in the background. You it's can, a creepy yeah. scene. And you're not sure what yeah. is going there's on. There's a... I like the head fake of him accidentally killing him. Yeah. Like I <laughs> when <laughs> when that kid says they don't kill kids in this movie and, and not, you know, they, Michael yeah. Myers doesn't kill kids. He kills babysitters. And I was like, hmm. mm-hmm. yeah, I think that kid might die. Yeah, no, I like <laughs> it. They I, I like it that they flip the script there. I, yeah. It's a creepy moment. Like there's a knife. He's cutting the bread that the mom has baked. And then you go back and the knife isn't there. So right. you're thinking it's Michael Myers. The door's open. But it's the kid playing tricks yeah. and, and being a little jerk. And so he lock ends up locking Corey in a room. Like an unfinished part of the attic. Yeah. And he's, like. and he's messing with him. He's like, he's going to get you. You're going to die. He's going to kill you. And it's like really anxiety inducing. And, and I will say that the, the actor that plays Corey, I think up until a certain in this moment he's really good like you, you can feel that he's scared you can yeah. feel that like and then he starts kicking on this door the parents are walking in they can hear him say i'm going to they can hear Corey say i'm yep. going to kill you kicks the door the door hits the kid in the face and he does a swan dive off of what looks to be about 17 stories in the air. <laughs> yeah, I've got quite the foyer here. <laughs> and the way the kid lands oh. is even worse. Like, it looks like he does, like, if you know anything about, like, skateboarding called a scorpion, which is basically where you land on your face and your feet come, like, up over your head Jeez. and, like, touch your... Google the, yeah. you know, skateboarding scorpion. It's gross. He does not make it. No. Uh, and that's how this movie starts. I mean, it's really <laughs> uncomfortable because they build up the horror, like we were saying, and then you have a kid die, which is always it's, uncomfortable. And it's, it's never. It's one of those things where, like, if depending on what you're watching, you're like, oh, well, maybe we'll get a kid murder in this one. I've been watching Halloween movies my entire life. Like, I've never seen a kid die. In and in the opening, movie. the the cold open, if you will, it is a cold I mean, open. Yeah, I, you I'll don't expect that. it, so I think it sets it off well. And I really like the idea, again, if this were a different movie and not supposed to be the epic conclusion of Michael and Laurie, I like the idea of trauma and how it affects 
people differently and how like this kid was accidentally thrown into this yeah and the way it follows him and and also with michael kind of being gone he's been laying low for four years now the town is kind of using him as as the michael scapegoat the 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 gropey mother uh Corey's (laughs) incestuous mother i'm not making that up there's a definitely an awkward scene where you're like whoa that was Looks like she's gonna try to make out. With That's him exactly yeah. what she does. Not, <laughs> not Ruth Buzzy. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, thank you. Obviously, the mother is very like control. Like doesn't want him to leave the house. The doesn't want another reference. People. Another reference to Christine. Very much yeah. so. Yeah, the line from the stepdad where he's like, I "Hope you find love." Got a pretty good pop. <laughs> can, yeah. can we just say right now he's probably the greatest? But God, he's the, I'm just the gonna dad, say I love everything about this guy. The, ste- the stepdad is really funny. Yeah. Um. So. You're right. Like now, and this is, I, I normally won't defend Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, but there is something in that movie that is interesting. It's what happens to, what happens to Lori after the fact? Like where are, where is her brain after the fact? And I wanted I, to go back and watch it and I didn't have a chance because I haven't seen two since that movie came you out. You don't have to. Really? I mean, it's all right. It's, it, but, but in comparison, but, but, like, but I feel like I, after this is, it's, it's, it's honestly, I really do feel like after this, it's going to be a lot easier to reevaluate those movies. I right. really do because this one went so far off the tracks for me, so it's going to be easier for me to accept that one again. I haven't also rewatched it since it came out. Yeah. I just think the idea of exploring Laurie's psyche at that point, and then like the idea that mental health is a family thing yeah right so like and then she finds out halfway through that movie that the guy that just murdered her best friend and everybody in this town is her brother like what happens to that character at that point it's not a great it's not a well-done movie but i do think that is interesting and we kind of get that here with allison yeah where allison and allison even more so because her parents are dead all of her friends are dead. Her boyfriend is dead. Everybody in her life, with the exception of her wackadoo grandmother, who she's not really wackadoo, obviously, mm-hmm. are gone. So, like, what happens to her? Yeah. Where she has to live with this in this world where n- not her uncle murdered everybody. So I do think that those are interesting beats to touch on. But yeah, to your point, is then we get a flashback of, we get 78's flashback, we get a flashback of 2018. I mean... Oh. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm interested Whoa, to get folks. to the end of this movie because there is something I think also frustrating about what they do, which ends this movie on a down note for me. But we'll get there. But it's interesting you bring that up because which part? Connection. The flashback thing. Well, when you're talking about, you know, how do you move on and how does it affect you afterwards and all that, like the way they try to wrap this movie oh. up with the switch of oh now there's a new Michael Myers now there's not, but then there's like oh is Laurie trying to ruin my happiness and my relationship and oh, all you mean that with Allison yeah and yeah. then it's like oh nope like they they <laughs> like they set this up some just ru- so fast yes yeah, they set up some interesting ideas I think these are all on their own interesting ideas but they just keep going nope nope because yeah. they're like here's I did, an idea I, here's an idea but we're not going to follow through on I it. did think that shopping it right up yeah throwing it away the Michael Myers that we get in this movie I didn't think was going to be real yeah I thought it was a figment of Corey's imagination well, and it was going to turn out to be allison and Corey were our two because they kind of hinted that at the end of 2018 they where she's got the knife in her hand but she hasn't dropped it right right like they they focus in on her like gripping the knife and i was like well that would be interesting to you know twist that on its head and say that 
you know, Allison is now the killer for this franchise. I think there's something interesting to be said about the way they set up Corey and he goes through this horrible experience where clearly he's he's not a killer. He didn't mean to kill this kid. It's a horrible circumstance. The town basically replaces him as Michael Myers because yeah. he's gone, but now they need someone to, you know, that's terrorizing the town and he's this pariah. And like all the stuff that he's going through, it kind of like he's trying to do the best he can, but he keeps getting crapped on at, around every corner right you've got the band bullies which everyone knows i know band that bullies. was a weird one that guys really give weird. me oh, i give me a break these kids look like middle schoolers they look like they're 12 and they're trying to bully a 20 year old get it's, the out of here it's so, seriously that kid is like four feet tall if he came up to me when he tried to bully when, me when they walk up to each other and Corey, like that kid is like at Corey's mouth yeah and i was like what I was, are you, what are you worried also about, why bro? does that kid sound like he's from brooklyn i You're thought yeah, i did dude. say the same thing i was like this i i think i saw the it. same was true of Corey's mother Co- well Corey, even himself there's an accent that he doesn't sound like he's from the midwest yeah like that's the whole thing about this movie on a broader level for me the, the, the accents, the way the kids talked. Now, I know, granted, we live in America and people travel around and move around. And I'm like, he sounds like he's from Brooklyn. He sounds like he's from Jersey. <laughs> the band kids were laughable because they yeah. get out and they're literally band kids. I'm yeah. like, OK. And they're, they look like they're 12 and you're going to be frightened by them like you're 20. I don't know. Maybe I don't know why school, but why they made band was... kids bullies. It's the weirdest thing. Like that's or not... even or switch even it up instead them... of jocks. I don't know. Yeah. Or even make them physically imposing. Right. You know, like and they'd probably be like, why are these physically imposing people in the <laughs> or... like, I mean, dude, if you're, you're, you're going to rip off Christine, rip it off. Right. Ha- have him like buddy where he's this jacked big like 25 year old dude that shouldn't be in school anymore like, <laughs> make, give, make him a threat i mean it's not like Corey's like this tiny kid he's a taller guy and i'm not he saying is. size is everything just look at ufc but to me it came off as like comedic and i don't know if that was danny mcbride in the background like <laughs> make him really small and make him look like they're <laughs> 12 but i, I do like, i do kind of think you, that adds to Corey's character like where he's, he's just he's so, so timid he's so, so weak bro- yes that he can be bullied by these kids that's kind of what i was thinking is that yeah. he is so broken, broken and so yeah. weak that he can be bullied by you know it was just a weird choice it was rich, a very rich weird band kids so he's been you know he's being with he's, like the worst haircuts jesus christ <laughs> i mean you know that's that i've i've seen some bad ones i work on a college campus it's like well, <laughs> i guess what am i talking about i got to yeah. <laughs> like you you left the house like that huh? okay. but, but like, he, when is this movie taking place cuz he 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 gets bullied by these kids yes and then it's like he sees them later in the movie, but it's but I couldn't figure out the timing of this because it's like was there a time jump? So there it's is. Four years. So it's four. Well, no, no, not from the opening scene. Oh, oh. But from like when he sees these kids, because then he sees them again, and it's like, but it can't still be the same day. But it's always Halloween, <laughs> and and I'm like, <laughs> and, but all- I like I think it's supposed to be the next Halloween. But they said they're seniors, and they're also wearing high school stuff. Well, I like, think I no. I, this doesn't take place like the end of this movie, like the final showdown, like in the house and all that stuff, uh, is on Halloween. That's on Halloween. The rest of it's just like leading like up to two Halloween. Days That's why before. you see a Halloween party and stuff like that. Just you know, oh yeah, oh, it's like Halloween around Halloween. Stuff. Yes, correct. Okay. It's the worst. By Halloween the Tuesday is what they should have called this. <laughs> it would have also managed our expectations because Halloween's on Tuesdays suck. Yeah, it's this year. Yeah. 
But so it would have also been good if it felt like Halloween, in which it does not at all <laughs> whatsoever, which is one of my biggest gripes. It doesn't feel like the holiday, and in terms of the tone of it, does not, to me, feel like a Halloween movie at all whatsoever. It's so what, you have a party at a bar with people in costumes. That doesn't make it feel like the aura or the spirit of the holiday for me. It is interesting if you look at this franchise, right? Like the first one is filmed in, in California. They got to ship in the. You know, everybody yeah. knows that story. They're yeah, shipping paint the in, leaves. They can't. Also, there. If you go back and watch it, there's palm trees in the background. <laughs> like they don't, they can't even get them. That then, first movie is a masterpiece. Oh, though. for sure. It's yeah, so without good. without question. Yeah. Uh, and then if you look at like I think four, five, and six may have been filmed in like Salt Lake City, so it just they does were, have yep. yeah, it has a different look. Yeah. You know, then Salt Lake City just has a different vibe. And then that's one way to say <laughs> that's true. And then I think H two O is back in California, but like it's set in california yeah Yeah. it's set in california where i do think the 2018 felt like the midwest especially 2018 knows everything about it the tone the the story the michael myers the holiday you see kids trick-or-treating it feels like parents are going out while they're you know it it just feels like the holiday and that's something about this one that that lacked for me even kills lacked that for me even though you saw kids trick-or-treating and stuff To me, a Halloween movie, regardless if it's in the Halloween franchise or not, if it's supposed to take place on Halloween, I want it to feel like the holiday. I want it to have that spirit because it's my favorite thing in the world. Aside from the movie, the holiday is my favorite thing. So I just was hoping it would feel like the aura and the tone of the spirit. And it just didn't have that at all whatsoever. Like the opening, you see kids are trick-or-treating when the kid dies, but that's it. Literally, the rest of the movie is not Halloween-centric. A pumpkin on the wall or sitting on a... (laughs) Whatever you see, Lori carving a pumpkin. Yeah, and it looks just like the one she carved in '78. Cool, but that still doesn't for me nail it. That's a good point. It doesn't feel like Halloween, and that there, is. Does but I wonder. So I have a question. Halloween H two O. You said it. It's been. I haven't seen it since yeah. it came out. You said it takes place in California. Yeah. Do they explain how Michael Myers yeah. gets to California? Yeah. So he. All right. Well, here's your Halloween H two O podcast. He drives. He gets out. <laughs> He goes to the house that the nurse from part one, okay. from the, right, Loomis and the nurse are in that car in the in the part one, and sure. he smashes the. So that nurse, the same actress, is Loomis's caretaker. Loomis dies. Michael Myers figures out how to. Now I will totally admit I don't know how he figured out where Loomis lived, but breaks into Loomis's Phone house. Book. Correct. Yeah. Thank you. Breaks into Loomis's house. Uh, goes through the files that Loomis has because now Loomis has all of the files on Lori Strode and where she lives now, reads the file, says, oh, she's in California, takes a car, drives to California. Wait a minute, you're telling me that Michael Myers <laughs> drove from Illinois yes. to California yes. without a driver's license. That's exactly what I'm saying. Put that man he in jail. He was doing very well last night. <laughs> <laughs> Put that man in jail. He had 20 years to learn how to drive really yeah, Dr. good. Dr. Wynn taught him real well. <laughs> I just want yeah. to see footage of him like buying gas. <laughs> I know. Right? Just waving out the window. He, with the mask. He, he's driving one car and then yeah. he ditches it. But it is he ditches it in california to get a second car is like well you still had to go halfway across the united right. states yeah. no yeah. that would be a great we need a whole road trip movie. A road trip an movie. entire movie <laughs> about how michael myers gets from illinois to california so i'll i'll watch it you get the, yeah. the, well, the I mean, scene happily. you got the same question the, that you could ask about h2l you could ask about michael myers whereabouts in this which is probably one of the most divisive things for fans in terms of the fact that if you go back to the Friday the 13th remake, a lot of people were like, Jason would never have underground tunnels. He would never live in underground tunnels. <laughs> That's like Leatherface. Now here we have Michael Myers living in a <laughs> sewer. He's now joined the Teenage Mutant Ninja he's Turtles. Ninja he's Turtle, yeah. yeah he's, he's just hanging out. What is he feeding off of? Rats? Like, I wish well, that they okay, gave a little in, bit more. Also, the rest of the year. Just hanging just, out. 
Yeah, like yeah. it's just like he really only, he's like Santa. He only works one day a year. <laughs> one day a year. And I will say we have in the past we've seen him eat dogs and rats. We, yeah, we've seen him of course. eat that stuff. So that makes total sense. So anyway, I wish they would have explored it a little in this movie though, because we haven't seen what he he's, eats. Well, he's and been in this sewer for four years. Yeah, he, yeah, for four years. And then the homeless guy says every once in a while he pulls someone in. Is he eating people? Like yeah. what is he? It's just weird him living in the sewer. Which is why I thought initially that this that it wasn't him. Yeah, right. I'm because that, that yeah. I agree that it didn't make sense. It, it, it just felt so just strange. hanging. It's just hanging well, out. First of all, you don't see him for an hour or whatever, forty minutes of the movie, like kind of like Halloween three. And then you the do, it, and it's this you don't sewer sewer thing. So it's very weird. But okay, but plot of this movie, real quick though. So Corey is now the pariah. People are picking on him. Lori yeah. sees it, and again, there's another interesting idea here. You have Lori, who, as she said on the last press junket, trauma. It's all about trauma. Trauma. And now you get, yeah, yeah. Right, Kevin, it's trauma. <laughs> <laughs> and then you've got this other kid now who has this different trauma, but they, there's a connection between the two of them. They can relate. But then this guy ends up going off in the Michael Myers way with his trauma, yeah. dealing with it in a different way. And I just thought there was an interesting connection. But Lori basically sets him up with her granddaughter because there's a big Halloween party and she doesn't want to go by herself. And she's like, oh, well, here's this traumatized takes, well, kid. Well, she, and, and she takes him in to get his hand fixed. But, it, but to set but him, yes, to set now, him up. now she sets him up. Yeah. I and think, then you get this natural born killers thing, which right. I'm like, this is really interesting because now Allison is now dealing with her trauma in a very interesting way where people are crapping on her. There's a nurse that uh, is. No, the nurse isn't bad. It's the doctor that's bad. Well, the doctor's the, the jerk off. There's a nurse that got a promotion because she's sleeping with the doctor. So she's getting screwed That's over. not bad. That's bad. That's bad. She's bad. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is, it's definitely bad. Or, or is it okay to sleep with your your boss to get a job in America? Now? I mean, I you got to. I, thought, gotta I do. thought that was a no no. Now I thought we <laughs> but, lived in a different. But world. I think the 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 umbrage the power fall on the doctor. Yeah, yeah he's right, the one who right. Has the power there it is. But she's a jerk, yes. though. She's like, I mean, the way she's running her mouth and being very insensitive around Allison, and you know, she even says it in this stuff. She's, like Allison calls around, she's like. Don't yeah, ever, I do run my mouth. Do you ever shut the- <laughs> So there's all these people around the doctor, the nurse that gets the job that she should have gotten, and then the people that are picking on Corey. And these two basically team up, and there's a, they're like, I'm like, oh, they're going to become killers. They, they go out to dinner. At this, oh, I got to tell you, I would love to go out to dinner at that little diner. That place looked great. I'm sure the hamburgers were amazing. Sure. Where they're sitting there, and Allison is approached by her ex-boyfriend, and there's a confrontation between those two. And, and, and again, like to what you guys were saying is that he initially is very timid until he goes until those kids push him over the over the ledge and michael kind of takes him and there's that weird transference of whatever is going on i'm not a huge fan of that intersect like yeah, I, I didn't like that at all. Were they high schoolers in 2018? Is Allison yeah. she in high school? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they're walking to school. So yeah, so she's dating a high schooler. And then all this crap goes down. A, then she a dates cop a fifty looks year like old cop. She's okay, now hold on a second. <laughs> now hold on. I will say, she has some trauma she's working through, right? Right. And I think sometimes when you have that much trauma, you just kind of gravitate towards something that feels safe. Yeah. And whether how however old, that's what I interpret from that relationship is okay. that she kind of gravitated to him. I get like a cop protective. Not even she that, feels. but just like a safe normal person but why not a good looking maybe kind of maybe kind of milk toast. but this guy's a douche this guy's a he's complete not douche. though he doesn't do anything a cab he stalks her he pulls no, her he over doesn't do anything he doesn't he is <laughs> he's a jerk he's a he's why, a jock jerk. why what does he, he do has, that what does he do that's bad up until the point where he 
follows Co- Corey to the under overpass. He doesn't really like. Yes, he is like he pulls he pulls Allison over, but it's like, hey, I thought we were going to talk or what? You know, your muffler is kind of messed up. And he says, "All right, see you later." And then at the diner, at the diner is where it was weird. She's clearly there with a guy who he's ignoring. That's fair, but he doesn't. He and then he's acting like a jerk, inviting her over, and then like I'm here with someone. Yeah. No way that co- in front of the no dude, way yeah. that cop backs down. From no, the way. and then so no here's way. the part that I think and he's though, a cop with all his buddies. Is there is yeah. there is a moment where even Lori says she's like I looked at that kid, and it was there's nothing there. I so like, like that I, if they're saying he I saw do, the Michael that's Myers. What I, that's thing what I'm is. saying is like maybe once he when he's face to face with this kid. And there's something wrong. Then they show that psycho. Yeah, right. Like, show that. Then show the thing through yeah. the eyes. You know, show the thing. Like, because because basically what happens is the band kids end up like to get revenge. So he and Lori gives him a knife at the gas station. He slashes the tires. His hand gets hurt because he crushes this bottle and then gets repaired. Then all of a sudden, him and Allison become a thing. And then. Um, flash forward he's walking home from this party and he gets all freaked out because he sees the mom of the kid who he accidentally killed in the opening well, the scene kind of i mean makes sense like, i mean they're dealing with totally, stuff yeah. i mean well i mean yeah again it's hard to say like there's not necessarily a wrong or right they're all dealing with this trauma in different ways it's an interesting exploration but so she lashes out on him and he freaks out and then he tells allison like why'd you bring me out you knew this would happen and she's like what like she's being nice to him and like gen- genuinely likes him but obviously she goes to get drinks and he deals with the mom in this terrible situation he's walking home and who does he meet but the band bullies right. and the band bullies. and the the main douche kid who we see like has a rich dad who talks down to him uh cory starts mouthing off to him and he throws him over and over does. <laughs> he does throw him over and then he, of course and, he's taken by michael myers and he's dragged into the sewer by which I think Michael is like, like I was like, well, we did see this a couple years ago in it, but all right. See, I thought that Michael Myers was going to possess him. I thought that was like him oh taking the new been, body, right? Because he's older and crazy. he's run down. I thought now Corey was going to literally become yeah, Michael Myers. Yeah, that's where I thought we were going. And okay. like, oh, okay. that's how we're going to keep this franchise. Yeah, now we've got can, a new. He can, he can pass from person to person. It's still Michael. Right. Get that supernatural Get that element curse in there the, a little curse bit. Of the but form. they never really explain that. They don't ever really go into it at all. You're just left as an audience member, like, you know, scratching your head like, oh, I I assume that's what happened, but sure, not, that they sure, need, sure. not that they need to overly explain every single detail. I'm actually not a fan of that, but I'm saying to, you know, the novice fan, they're just like, oh, what happened there? Oh, now all of a sudden this guy can walk around and kill. He could also, you know, at the end of the movie, which we'll get to be shot like a f- bunch of times and still be alive. Like he's taking from Michael Myers that power in, in a way. We've seen Michael Myers at the end of Kills, which basically was supernatural. I mean, he's yeah. being shot, oh, yeah. beaten, and he's still alive. He's basically Jason in that movie. Let's make no mistake. Yeah. He's not Michael Myers. But we've seen him that happen to him in the past. He's been shot, whatever, and he's still gotten up. But to go back to the scene you guys were talking about at the diner, and I just wanted to comment on this because yeah. Rohan Campbell, who plays Corey Cunningham in this movie, does not work for me throughout the majority of this movie. But that, that scene for me is literally the only moment where I felt any kind of intensity or any any kind of threatening nature about him. Uh, and That's fair. The rest of the movie, it, it comes off as extremely forced. Mm. He he plays a good guy, a nice guy, a guy that has problems really well. But when it comes to him being a threat, I just don't think he was the right guy for the job. But I understand why they cast him in this role. He's very unassuming. He looks like the kind of guy that could probably get bullied by mm. a bunch of 12-year-old kids <laughs> that are three feet high. But... Just because he's got this, I don't know, not passive nature to him, but he just looks like a nice guy, like a regular he guy. He does. Um, Who's dealing with but, stuff. Yeah. Yeah, with, exactly. But when it gets to this point, 
and, and I was not a fan of the whole transferring thing. Well, it, it well, would have made more sense. This is interesting. Had it been like Justin, if you don't look at it as a transferring thing, but so Michael Myers is a killing machine. He yeah. kills people indiscriminately. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You you run into Michael Myers, he kills one you. day a year. Correct. Well, of course. Yeah. But this was interesting though. But he he he's has old. Corey. He's, old. he's got to catch his breath. He's got Corey by the throat, and he's going to do one of his kills. But he looks at he him. Lets him live. He looks at him in the eyes and can tell that he's been traumatized, been through all this. So stuff. okay, th- now here's my problem with that. When you're say, when now now you're saying that Michael Myers can recognize the trauma of another person, which completely makes Michael Myers a human being, and it negates every single thing that we know about the blackest yeah. eyes, the devil. So if he's eyes, if he's able evil. if he's able to say like, hey, I don't think it was trauma. I think it was a kindred spirit. So do you mean it's like an animal looking at another animal? Yeah. And being like, oh, because right. if it was trauma, he would see it with everyone he's killing because they're experiencing trauma. But, sure, I, but, sure, but there sure. was something about his experience which made him save him. But you're right. Maybe he recognized another killing like, machine. Like, yeah. oh, you killed someone. Yeah. You killed a little kid. Okay, I can relate to you. Let's hang but out. But there's, there's something interesting there to <laughs> He's like, hey, man, though. I've never killed a kid. You're crazy. Yeah. Like, at that point, I'm like, oh, I'm like, this is weird and this is different. But I kind of liked it because I'm like, well, what is happening? Is he transferring those powers? Now he's well, a killer. Machine. That's kind of the premise of the original Halloween Five, right? Is yeah. that the evil transfers to Jamie Lloyd, and she becomes the the killing machine? Which I was like, oh. I think if they if they went with that in this one, I think that would be kind of a cool way to do it. But they want to have their cake and eat it too. Is the problem? Yeah, they're trying to. Yeah, they're trying to hint at a supernatural force around it's this just, in some it's way. It's difficult to introduce a supernatural element this late into a film. Franchise. Totally. Like if you if it's going to be supernatural, then it needs to start. From a point of supernatural, but like, you have to think there's some supernatural with the way Michael Myers gets. No, I don't think so. I mean, I think I think it's just film trope. But like, I, it's but this I, but guy I also, you can't kill. Like, I don't uh, think it's necessarily. I don't think there's a reason for it other than narrative choice. Uh, you know what I mean? In or the same he just way doesn't feel it. James Bond could get shot and he still pops okay. up and beats the. He bad can have guy sex with all those women and not have an STD. Yeah, but like it starts <laughs> off <laughs> now. <laughs> His refractory period is ridiculous. Come on, come yeah, on. superhero. Yeah. But uh, no, I do think that like part of obviously they never give him a, a mental health diagnosis, but part of his thing is he just doesn't feel pain. He just doesn't feel. But it. at some it's, point, there's not feeling it, and then like your body physically can't function. Yeah, I mean, at a certain, but I think we get in, that in, in this. the real world. Yes, it's ridiculous. But, but you think it, it's movie and the con and the gotcha. construct of this movie is yeah. basically like he can absorb any amount of damage and he'll be yeah, okay. Yeah, but I also think we do see that in this where he is like there's a scene in the sewer where he's like slowing he gets oh it's when the when the cop gets brought down to the sewer and he's and michael myers gets his ass he does and he but he's like he can't stand up right away he's (laughs) seems like he doesn't have use of one of his arms well he's like half of his face is on fire like well also they they hint at this at the end of kills like even throughout that movie the reason why he's so powerful is the more he's killing the stronger he's getting yeah that's like that's something that's very relevant in that movie so it feels like by the point we see him in ends where he's like really weak and he hasn't killed in a while. Yeah. So, he, so and, he, and there is the, I'm led to believe that to that point though is that when he does kill the cop, there's a moment where he stands up. He does recharge like, a little bit. He like you could, it's like yeah. he's cracking his back. He's like, oh yeah, this is okay. Well, what's right. he been doing? There's a homeless guy right outside the sewer for four years. Like, like he said, he's Michael Myers. Didn't you watch the movie? 
Yeah, but like, <laughs> yeah, that was weird. But yeah. it's like, but it's just weird. It's like, okay, well, why is he hiding in the sewer for four years? Why isn't he killing and recharging? Right. I don't know. So, like, either, I would well, like why? To... Why do you only eat one day a year? <laughs> yeah, that's, well, that's because the story requires it, him to be there. there. Yeah, oh, right. Perfect. Otherwise, okay. otherwise, it wouldn't gel with the rest. So, of but so he and Allison kind of formed this pact that they're going to take on the world and, and defeat all the when people he, who have wronged them. When in that scene of the diner at the very end. Where she said, "You're right. Let's burn it all down." He's yeah. like, "I'll strike the match." I was like, "Oh man, I'm we like, are this getting is crazy. Like- <laughs> so now I think that it's like Allison and Corey are killers, right. and Lori's going to have to reckon with that. It's like killer. Now my granddaughter is a killer. See, and I thought that was an interesting exploration where Allison could go either way. She's been traumatized by Michael Myers. She's inherited this crazy stuff that's happened to her grandma's now happening to her, and she can go one of two ways. Yeah, and she takes the path of again, like the natural born killers. Her and Corey are going to become killers but and he, bad guys. But that plays a different way right like she's saying let's get the hell out of here yeah i and like he, the ambiguous like, oh no we're gonna kill but he, everybody. Ta- but he now is a crazy killer <laughs> right, so right. he's like oh i'm literally gonna burn right. it all down so what basically what happens is Corey goes back to the sewer he attacks michael and i think this is a like i think this is one of the coolest shots of the movie is the entire fight scene is filmed through the porthole mm-hmm. so you just see like both characters going back and forth and back and forth through the and then finally Corey gets the upper hand and takes the mask and goes, and he becomes the new Michael Myers. He, now he's taking. And he out, says something of the lines like, "You're just an old, you're just man an old man in a mask." Everybody loves that yeah. in a Halloween movie, especially the final one, where and, where some rando dude and, comes and, and beats up uh, Michael Myers, but, calls him an old man. But Kevin, you hit the nail on the <laughs> head, and this is the reason why so many hardcore fans, the ones that this is their way of life, you have to understand, yeah. just like. Marvel or Star Wars or Star Trek or DC, whatever it may be. Halloween has some of the most vocal and passionate fans of any franchise, if not the most, which means when you get them angry, they're going to be the angriest people ever. (laughs) And to me, I understand how a fan could, from the perspective of the scene, see it as disrespectful. You're taking this as my icon, the almighty and all powerful Michael Myers, and you you basically make him a bitch. Yeah. So I, okay. And, And they do. I hear what you're saying, and I don't, and I do disagree. Only in that this this timeline's Michael Myers is I mean he's got to be what eighty but you just made him a superhero in the last movie yeah. why exactly. did you reduce him I, to a, a but now, crumbling but, but like, we've ooh. seen but we've seen where he is in this moment so it why did made, they put him in that spot in this he moment? didn't need to be there that's what yeah, I'm saying well, right? I don't know at the he end was a kills, superhero a spot. yeah like like that's the problem is why did you put him as a withering old man if you made him kill ten firefighters <laughs> and survive a fire and survive all that stuff only to then reduce him to sewer rat guy. <laughs> It doesn't Super make sense. Guy. Get it and right, then, okay. Kevin. He's the fifth turtle. Yeah. And, <laughs> and if, okay, well then, if you're going to say, well, there's a new Michael Myers, Corey's the new Michael Myers, then pass the torch and make him the new Michael Myers. But they don't. Nope. Well, they do spoilers, for a little bit, but spoilers—they <laughs> they do they for a little bit. So Corey goes on a killing spree. He yeah, kills he, he the kill, cop. He kills the cop. He kills his mom. He kills all of the band kids. He kills uh, the radio DJ, which I think is one of the best gimmicks of the movie. Is one hundred percent when he cuts the kid, the guy, the band, the DJ's tongue off, and the falls that was on the, amazing falls on the record, and it and just the record pops. skips because it's going over the that tongue. Was hilarious. Loved that. Michael Myers would be one of the 65. best kills. Oh, so that's kind of young. Now that I'm 40, I was like, 65 is not that bad. Yeah, because he was six in 1963. That makes sense. Okay. And this okay. is an Amsterdam 65. <laughs> yeah, this is right. 2022 yeah, 65. Right, it plays right. very different. Very differently. We've seen that. That DJ irritated the living crap out of me. But I think he's supposed to. 
But I mean, just the whole conceit of it. I sure, just, sure, sure. Is he I on mean, the radio twenty four hours know, a day? Right? He, he was doing the morning. He was doing the station. morning radio. All yeah, right. His face and poster everywhere, and he's doing the nighttime radio. And, he never and they're still using another this trope. Jamie McBride idea. Uh, and they're still using this trope of like everyone in town listens to this radio station, right? Nobody listens, Nobody listens to, radio to radio in 2022. This is right. a very 1970s idea for sure. Yeah. 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 Like it's so, yeah. yeah so Corey but the kill and the tongue on the record was great. Maybe the best part of the movie. It's great. Like this is fantastic. fantastic. They're goofing around on top of the radio station. And Corey like jumps off the side. And Allison's like, what the hell are you doing? And he sits up like Michael Myers. He does. It was an interesting, yeah. again, if you were trying, I laughed at that. I chuckled yeah. at that. And if you were transferring Michael Myers into him, if he actually was becoming the new Michael Myers and that's where they were going, it's like, okay, look, he's starting to pick up these qualities. Right. He's killing, he kills the nurse like Bob I gotta tell in you the first that, it? no it's an but, homage to the Bob kill well, but Bob. Michael Myers kills him that way the real Michael Myers kills him the real Michael Myers kills the nurse kills like, the nurse kills he the nurse kills like the doctor Bob. he kills the doctor yeah. but Michael Myers it's an homage to the way he kills oh, yeah. Bob like also he pins her up probably doesn't work that way well but yes we definitely that scene though in general that, that's an interesting thing that they that they played with there and I thought this was something where they were going to go you know after he transfers over and Michael starts, I felt, felt like he was, it's almost like the Freddy versus Jason thing where uh-huh. Freddy says, the kids aren't afraid of me anymore. I have to make them scared again. I'm going to use Jason. And Jason starts killing kids and it makes them scared so Freddy can yeah. come back and be almighty, all-powerful dream master. And here, I thought they were going to do the same thing. It was interesting to have them kind of tag team killing together in the same scene. I was like, yeah. okay, I might be able to go along with this, but that's the only time they do it. So I it's thought like Michael followed him there to make sure that he's doing it right. Like you're not getting the job done. So right. I thought that was Corey. I thought the reveal was going to be anytime we saw Michael Myers, it was going to be Corey in mm. reality doing right. All but the in his that, head. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He saying. sees Michael Myers, but we know that it's Corey. And I will say that that scene is also insanely good where the lights are off and the, the nurse goes to the sliding door and you can just see that you can see a shadow. And it's just a little shadow going up and down and you don't know what it is. And then when she turns the lights on, it turns out that it's Corey gutting this doctor. So, yeah. So a sleazebag. He was a sleazebag. Corey or the doctor? The doctor. Oh, okay. The doctor had a nice pad, though. I got to say, man. I was like, <laughs> well, there. he thinks he does, too. Yeah, right. So real estate prices are cheap in Haddonfield. In Haddonfield, yeah. yeah. So they Corey ends up calling Allison. He's like, hey, man, your grandma is crazy. Like, she's trying to kill me. And then they, he's like, meet me at the diner at 9 a.m. or 9 p.m. So we go back to the, this, I was going to call it the Strode house. It is not the, well, I guess it kind of is. It's her house. And it's the new Strode house. house. It's the yeah. new Strode house. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. She and told us in the she, beginning. She bought a house. She, uh, again, kind of like the head fake in 2018, she's despondent because all of these, you know, we see the woman, the, the woman that is, we thought was murdered and kills comes back and like her sister's like you don't even know her name like and blames Lori I, for I like this exploration too of, of like Lori is the victim and now you've got all these other people that are trying to put the blame onto her for luring when she Jason, says that like or, you, Jason, what did she say Michael. she said that you you antagonized that yeah man, and all you had to do was leave him alone I was like I don't think that's how that happened yeah like, but that's not <laughs> but yeah now they're blaming her and she's dealing with all this stuff so I'm like this again is very interesting and that is why so like the town views her as a pariah and that's why I thought her and Corey that relationship was interesting yeah but he takes it a different direction mm-hmm. and deals with it in a different way and I really think that the showdown would have been more interesting if he kind of did become Michael because then Lori would have been able to confront Michael a in version, essence a version of Michael but yeah. really it's just kind of like a little spin off Michael so I think that would have felt anticlimactic if her her final thing is against wasn't not Michael. with 
was with new Michael. Michael, yeah. Michael Myers too. Yeah, right. I just like the idea of of him passing the torch more. <laughs> I, I, you I know, you. yeah. So. Well, yeah, you have her battle the real Michael, but the torch has been passed. She's out of the franchise, but you can keep making. Keep going. There's your ending. Yeah, yeah I think. I mean, I have an. I. I would. There are some things that I would like to see happen going forward, but I don't know if it's actually going to happen. Uh. So, but, but basically, Corey has turned Laurie against Allison, and vice Allison, versa. Allison against Laurie, because Laurie's still fighting for it. Like, there's that whole scene where, like, also this kid is sleeping in the house on the blood stain of the kid that he killed, yeah. and I was like, well, that's it. Like, there's no coming back. But from like, that. so they're at odds basically, yeah, and and so there's now this conflict between Laurie and Allison, and so it does look like Laurie's being beat. You know, people in the town hate her, and now she does. She's lost Allison, who's her only family member who's right. alive, and she she becomes like she, despondent. What we think she becomes despondent. And it looks like she's she, going to take her own life, and I think it's a good head fake because. Lori calls the 911 reports a suicide and she's walking past the pumpkin and then there's a gunshot and there's a, the way that room is lit. You can't tell what splatters against the wall, which I was like, that's yeah. kind of a cool trick. Yeah, you hear it and you're like, oh, wow. I mean, it does. Sound and then it goes like- back to the POV and the, the hand pushes the door. And, and at this point, Corey's dressed like Michael, he's right? He's got the mask he's got on, the jumpsuit, the, jumpsuit, he's got the whole the, shebang. Yeah. And Lori is dressed like she was in 1978. That's right. She's wearing the same outfit at the end of 1978. And then I think this is a good head fake, much like the 2018 one where where J- Judy Greer, you know, the gotcha line, Corey Michael opens the door and there's Laurie with the gun and shoots him twice in the chest. Well, sort of in the chest. It's in the, when we see him laying down, it's like in his shoulder. I will call on that. I'm like, we saw in 2018 that she could hit a mannequin from about 90 yards away. <laughs> right in the head. Yeah, well, not even that. Like, I mean, you could at least hit him center mass. Right. Like, what are you doing? And she was right so there in front of him, too. Corey falls down the steps. And if there's a line earlier in the movie where Corey is saying if you if I can't have her nobody will. I don't like the idea of him dying cuz I liked if he would have been set up as the new Michael, but I do like the idea of the last thing he does is screwing her over. Even worse. And I wish it would have worked and held on for more than 5 minutes cuz that's the <laughs> thing. He then does the ultimate turn Lori against Allison yeah. and he makes it look like Lori's killed him cuz she's crazy and, and she, yeah, so Corey sits up and stabs himself in the neck and I was like, well, where do we go from here? Because uh, we've got some time left. Allison, Allison walks in, and, of, and, and of course, Lori immediately gra- puts her hands on the knife and pulls it out. I'm like, "What are you doing? Right. Like, just leave it in." Such a and setup. then she drops uh, it on the floor, yeah, just Allison like she does in, in she's every with the knife movie. As Corey is just like <laughs> squirting blood everywhere, uh, and then Allison storms off. Now Lori is even more just dis- like now she is actually despondent. Yeah, and the real Michael Myers comes into the house because he's been following Corey. Apparently now we've, this is the final showdown, right? Michael Myers is in the house and we've got a different Lori. She's still and it. There are some bits of this movie that we haven't really talked about with Will Patton, who if Will Patton never smiles again, I'll be happy with it because it creeps me out. <laughs> I didn't like it. It was weird, but there is a moment with between them and the, in the, in the grocery store right. where she is the Lori pre the attack 1978 she's playing with her hair she's nervous she can't she's that teenager that she never got to be exactly what happened exactly and I was she's like, literally reverting back it's, okay it's adorable and one of the best scenes in the entire movie i feel like the scenes between her and hawkins are the best stuff in the movie for me at least well, I think we got to see a, the lori that we love and she's got a chance at happiness finally after all these years right. where you're right. like okay so now this is it. Now she, now we're back to being 2018 Lori where she is not 
stopping. And this, I think this is a good, I, I, I agree. It's only five minutes, but I do like that. She holds her own the entire time. I just didn't, but I didn't think the showdown was that epic as they touted. It would be, I think it was, but I, what I actually, what I like about it is that while Lori is on her heels for about a minute of it, as soon as she kicks him in the leg and he like drops backward, she's on the offensive the entire time mm. and doesn't quit. And like she crucifies some, him sometimes the in these movies, uh, even in 20 in 1978, when she like stabs him over the back of the couch, she just kind of lets it go mm. and then just kind of sits there. And then, of course, he sits up in the whole thing. This one, she doesn't stop. Right. You're right. She stabs him in the hand. Well, she's been preparing her whole life. For That's this, exactly. It. So. So I would expect if she did the same thing, and said, you know, <laughs> so it, her character has progressed like we saw in 2018. And that's what I, I wanted to see more of. She softened a little bit by this movie, but it makes sense because she's trying to live a normal life. She doesn't want to latch on to that anymore. Whereas in 2018, dude, she had like machine guns, <laughs> Uzis and <laughs> flamethrowers, you know, yeah. bazookas. <laughs> you name she it. had a trap that she built in her <laughs> basement for this thing, which so. I think is great. It's, it's a great moment. Yeah. But I mean, I expected her to whoop his ass and she does. Yeah. She does. And it, it, it's, it's well done. It's well shot. I just wanted more of it. I feel yeah. like as a fan and also just a regular moviegoer, I just wish there was more cat and mouse to it because that's, that's what Halloween that's is. That's what Michael Myers yeah. is. He loves to play with his prey. I don't like that it was instantly direct. Here it is like like a comic book movie showdown and then it's over. Right. And it's, yeah. it's, you know, you snap your fingers, it's over. <laughs> I wanted more stalking because let's make no mistake there is barely any if any at all stalking in this movie. there you get walking is halloween you get one or two scenes of like michael standing outside of a tree like on the side of a tree looking at Lori. like you it's know cory no it's michael because cory's in the house banging out yeah cory's in the house michael oh. shows up to the, he, he checks he, he's checking on him yeah he's, he's making sure cory and allison okay. are hooking up and then oh. michael's outside okay, i thought that was like, cory hey, okay interesting up? michael's like hey are you we have a good history of tag teaming. <laughs> Anyone? Anyone? No? Okay. She basically has him dead to rights, but then he rips his hand through one of the knives. He's been crucified and starts choking Lori. And I'm like, oh, well, they're both gone. But then Allison comes back and it's because like. She see, because she realizes that Lori was right. Right? Like she sees the, 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 the DJ's dead. Radio station on fire. Yeah, the radio. Yeah. And she realizes that, that Lori. And then I, I guess uh, Hawkins calls her and says, hey, we just had a report of a suicide at your grandma's yeah. house. So then she it just, goes oh man, it's but just, I will it say just like undermines even, the whole thing before where it's like, oh man, it was so evil that he set them against each other. And then I don't know. It just, I just don't like the fact that it kept, they kept undermining their own setups. I will say like when she gets him pinned to that cutting board or that mm-hmm. thing and she slits his throat and stabs him in the side. I was like, well, all right. Finally, which is like when, what they should have done. The, at the, the worst, the worst one from a guy who has had his knee damaged a lot is when she drops that refrigerator on his knee on the oh. thing i was like ah that's how you're getting old i know i was like that's terrible that. <laughs> but then allison the scariest part of a halloween movie is like oh he's not lifting with his knee right. <laughs> yeah don't lift with your back what are you doing and then allison shows up she says we're not this is not happening takes his hand off and then they slit his wrist the right way yeah it's <laughs> a good lesson for the kids yeah, yeah. perfect oh. perfect and they let him bleed out and i thought i was like okay Okay, this is something you can come back from, right? Like you could, in theory, you know, come back from this. And then, well, this is the thing we've been saying <laughs> they should have done the entire time. It's like, dude, make sure this guy has done for well, good. They do in this one. So they have a whole procession, which I do think is interesting. And I, the only reason I th- is that this demon basically has been a curse on this town for forty years. Now they're now they've got him. It's like a ritualistic sacrifice. And she says kind that thing, she kind of yeah. says that in the in the book that she's writing, where they Spider Man to it, 
and put them on top of a car and they drive which them. looked absolutely ridiculous it did look ridiculous I, I don't it do- disagree it looked ridiculous i think the procession and the whole thing was a little they ridiculous. should have strung garland up on him when he got <laughs> well, there I mean, and lit the- to be fair to be fair to that this is really one of the only points in the movie where it ties into the history of Samhain slash All Hallows Eve sure, slash Halloween, sure, sure. where you'd sacrifice something for the greater good. And that's, I mean, for me at least, that's how I read it. It's like, hey, this is, we got to put something in here that connects to that. And I just wish the scene was more powerful. That's it, what I, I'm it literally saying. ended on a whimper for me. I think you mean Sam Hain. Sawin. No, I know. It's I'm actually just, pronounced. Totally but I think it's also. God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> I was going to say, because like, it, always, it always bugs me so much when you know Loomis and Halloween 2 is like, Sam Hain. Sam Hain. Yeah. And I'm like, God damn it. It's Sawin. I also think it's a little hard to get behind the movie and the franchise resolving around what really looks like a lynch mob. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of. That's a fair it's statement. Just, like, yeah, like, just, I mean, I get that we know that they got the right guy. Right. But it's still... That kind it's a little of mob invoking. justice, like well, it's a mob justice supposed, from the last one, right? And, right, but you were supposed to be against the that mob was the whole, justice, yeah. Right, the whole yeah. evil dice night thing was bad, and then yeah. and then at the and then here they turn around and, and give it to you and like hooray, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's a great point. But I get what they were trying to do was like you said, the town, the town been, is like we're done. They need to purge the town of this evil once and for all. But when you look at it in this more grounded, realistic way, it's yeah. just weird. And the filming in the a way modern way. Yeah. yeah. And the filming of it did not seem like creepy. especially when the sheriff is like, no, this, this is, is how. Well, doing. so I'm even OK with that in a way that's like a quiet thing, right? Like if they get his body back to the morgue and you've got Hawkins, you've got the sheriff, you've got Lori and Allison and they're all like. You know, looking at each other, being like, "We need to take care of this." And if it's the four of them throwing him into the wood chipper, okay. Yeah. But when you've got the entire town, right? You know, lining the streets so of Haddonfield, national news. Story. Yes, absolutely. But, but otherwise, what they're saying is, if the town doesn't see it, the town can't move on. Like, I get what they're trying to do. It just, and I like the idea of it, but it does feel weird. I think maybe yeah, it works just... also better if we didn't see it in the last movie. Yeah, if yeah. they didn't do the exact same thing in the last movie. So basically, they get. Michael to the, the the junkyard and Lori pushes him into the wood into the grinder yeah. and they grind his Check ass up. Car, come back like there. Ending <laughs> Toy Story three didn't have the <laughs> balls for. Yeah. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And they grind him up, yeah. and that's you know they're and it, then they eat the hot dogs. That's for dinner. correct. They, the the joke is that obviously they always come back yeah. and. I don't know how you bring this Michael Myers back. You, you know, can't. you electrify the pile of goo the at the ground and lightning hits yeah, it. Right, right. I mean, they can do it. Someone so, reads a cur- reads a ritual <laughs> thing. And, he's not Chucky. He <laughs> <you> could be. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So then we, we flash forward a little bit. Allison's booking out of town. Lori's finishing her book. Is just booking. Booking. Is booking dot, yeah. 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 That's true. Yeah. And then she has a really, I think, fantastic interaction with Hawkins, where Hawkins is just trying to be the good guy. He's like, I just got you some groceries, and they talk about this, the cherry blossoms and things. And the, he just, I think he, I thought he just worked for Instacart. Is that what was going on? <laughs> I believe you're right. Okay. Yes, but I like that. Lori that makes more sense. Lori yes, has a chance right. for happiness. Yeah, it's a nice send off. Like I, here's what I appreciate. This is the, this is what I've come to realize in doing this show as many times as we have. These directors and filmmakers don't owe us anything. That's the bottom sure. line. They owe us nothing. And if the, he, if they're trying to tell a story, and I know that stings for horror fans, right? Because to I mean both of us I think these characters are have a, has you know if if they do something to superman I, that I don't like I'm going to have feelings about it yeah. but at the at the end of the day David Gordon Green is telling us is telling his story and I and in, I think he swung for the fences with this one 
and maybe he foul-tipped it. I think he hit a solid ground rule double. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I think getting Laurie's a definitive ending for Laurie that you can say, like, we see the end of, this is the end of Laurie's story. I think it's, I think it's good. I think where they go from here, I don't know. But I think that's kind of what I took away from this is that filmmakers don't owe people anything. There's maybe there should be some like reverence for characters. You know what I mean? Like Jimmy, oh, Jimmy Olsen's a perfect example when Zack Snyder shoots Jimmy Olsen in the head and then you find out later, like, by the way, that was that beloved character that everybody liked that had his own comic book for about 200 issues. And you didn't even say his name. And you didn't even say his name. And we <laughs> yeah. just shot up. We just, and then it was like, no, it was cool, man. We're just having fun with it. Yeah. Right. That's wild. Like that is a problem. Yeah. But I think, well, telling... <sighs> go ahead. No, I, I know. I know what you're saying, but it's, it, it, it's also hard to, I mean, I, I, I don't think any director owes anyone anything, but when you make a movie that is so much, filled with fan service as he That's did with fair. 2018 it's the and force awakens and, of halloween movies and this one you know? i mean she's wearing the same outfit twice it, there's the scene so, with Lindsay wallace yeah. that's taken right out of the first movie yeah i mean so when you're doing things like that it is kind of hard to take seriously the opposite side but i see your point and i don't disagree with it uh it's just fans don't i mean see we come from a different perspective because we review movies and we're fans right yeah, so they're yeah. just the basic fan is not going to see it from that perspective and i feel like so many of them should learn to be more open-minded and to put their expectations in check unfortunately that's just not the world we live in when it comes to fan keep the fan community and being a hardcore fanboy. so it'd be nice if people did go into movies with that sensibility and that mindset but they just don't no, I agree. I, I, I agree. I heard it, you know, at the the press screening that I went to of this movie. As soon as they walked out, I always stand outside. As soon as it's done, to hear what people are saying, and not a single person was understanding of what they were trying to do with this. It was either I loved it or I hated it, and this is why. I, I yeah, I mean, I think general audiences are gonna, you know, what did they do to my boy? They but, just uh, they I reduced agree. Michael Myers to this sniveling old man, and yeah, there's this five minute showdown at the end, but this whole movie that was the final epic conclusion just i think he's sidelined for the bulk yeah, of the movie in the w- same way she was sidelined in the last one yeah yeah i mean she was kind of sidelined in this one until the very end and yeah she didn't she's really she's working too much no it's that's true you it's know? a it was weird more, it was more choice. allison allison yeah and, Corey and then to spend spend so yeah. much time on Corey for no reason it's like what why it just doesn't connect it is it, i i hear you yeah and i but I think for, I for me at least, liked it better than the last. One. Sure, Absolutely. sure, the sure. last one was just <laughs> trash. But, yeah, first but, ten minutes. That's but all I mean. uh, but I just was like I I like Kevin said they keep setting up things that they take away for no reason. Well, I think, and I'm like, what are we doing this for? You're just spinning your wheels. If you're if you're planning, if I go to Leonard Skinner's farewell tour. And they give me a three minute version of Freebird. <laughs> sure, sure. I'm burning the <laughs> place right. to the ground. Totally legit, right? I told, I just that's essentially what they what did. did. We got a three minute version of Freebird. Yeah, yeah. I think I don't know. I and th- no simple man. No simple man. Because you know, yeah, and yeah. and you know, and just and on and on, right? No, right. No, you know, no Saturday. <laughs> the ones you don't want to hear. No, right. like, and also perfect. The ending to that is we did not even get John Carpenter's theme from the original. Not a new version that he did. We did not even get like that needle drop of the original theme mm. from the original movie. I like, guess that's, that's, what, that's what we wanted. That's what we expected. They needed to Rocky. Seriously. What, 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 Creed. Was, uh, Creed. Yeah. They needed Creed, to Creed yeah. it where you earned it after an hour. Or yeah, so. yeah, yeah. But the problem was after an hour or so, they're like, oh, yeah, Michael's in this movie. Okay, <laughs> let's go. Except they didn't earn it. 
Right. That's, right. that's why they didn't do it. They were like, oh, we didn't earn this. We're not going to use it. Hey, props to them for being able to recognize and say, hat tip. Yeah, do we have like an idea of like what this is made for the weekend by chance? It underperformed. I think it made 40. Oh, I thought it was I think it was. Okay. I don't think I think it was supposed to make uh they were estimating at first fifty five, but I think it ended up making forty, which is under expectations, but still forty and it was day and date with Peacocks. So yeah, you I can mean, watch it's it pretty impressive. Peacock, I mean that's, so that's still yeah. they so didn't for, get my money. So for me, what I would they got mine. They got mine. Uh mm-hmm. so what I would do going forward is if we're gonna do a Halloween movie, give Danielle Harris a shot. Bring her back, let her be J I think you already know. Yeah. Okay. That's, Thank you. I mean, yep. That, that's what uh, they're, I'm just going to let you know. That's what I was told they're doing. Yeah. I'm bring, just going to let it out on your show. Bring bring Ooh. her back as Laurie Strode's daughter and let her have her story. The other one I wouldn't mind seeing is a teenage Lindsay and Tommy having to take on the shape 20 years after 15 years mm-hmm. after the the events of part one. But that's what I, I mean. That's that's what I think would be fun. Daniel Harris got the shaft and I don't mean that in any other way than. <laughs> What happened? I mean, in- she likes getting. It. If you listen to her podcast, <laughs> true. talk scary it's to me. A, she a, likes talking. It is, about it is a very good podcast with uh, <laughs> Lo- Scout Taylor, Taylor Compton, Compton. And, yeah. and but part four and five, four she's great. Five she's not given much to do. Six they were like, by the way, we're going to kill you in the first ten minutes. And so you're you think they your- need to reboot this and I, not, keep like do, this no. is over ended? Yeah, this is over. Right. This 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 timeline is done. Now we're going to go to Halloween four, and we're going to go from there. Yeah, let Lori rest. Like let Jamie let Jamie be her. And and, and fans want this. Make no mistake. It's been talked about in the community for a long time. And there is a very strong reason as to why Daniel Harris was at the premiere of this movie and taking photos of Jamie Lee Curtis and everyone from the franchise. We know. I mean, that's basically what I was told they're going to do um, from someone that works at Blumhouse. So I don't know if this is true or not. I mean, they could just be just to get fan stuff started but i'd be i'd love to see that i mean at this point we're not going to see laurie strode ever again no i think we're done 100 percent. she's done i don't want to see her back again that's what i'm saying like this just let her be like if you're going to end it this way i didn't necessarily love the way that it ended but it was good enough to where it's like you got her to come back twice let her for two different times yeah so this is it counter blended it yeah yeah Yeah. there you go so I guess that's it for this one. Let's go around the table and everyone can say where to find them. This is Joe. You can follow me on the Twitter at Joey Butts, B-U-T-T-S 21. This is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. And uh, Justin, where can they find you and your wares? We are everywhere on social media at Epic Film Guys, and you can find our podcast, Epic Film Guys Presents Brain Stew, on literally every single podcatcher. Wherever you listen to your podcast, you can find us. Hope you enjoy. Awesome. And uh, this is Tom. You can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. Find the show online, facebook.com slash real spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group, and of course, don't forget our Patreon, patreon.com slash real spoilers. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in, and until next time, Alex is the killer. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.